I think I just bit into a plummet, because this is The Pits, this week on Hapless Heroes. We get a short rest while we're falling to the ground. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an exciting episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. Hi, Fran. And I and I am your host and DM as uh, we deal with something very scary and immediate and dangerous. And are we going to reset? Are they not going to reset? Can we salvage this? What will happen before we figure that out? On my virtual left, we have Dave playing Zero Valence Avatar of War. Evening, everyone. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Goldfish, goldfish, goldfish. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. And I'm free falling. Yeah. Zach as Pregnart. Something about the droop. <laughs> and John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Well, this is certainly not good. Speaking of not good, once again, Mike is uh, not with us tonight, but will be rejoining us soon. However, uh, in the immediate a uh, bunch of y'all are fallen from the sky, of which you are like many thousands of feet in the above the ground. Yes, um, and it seems that the ground is being kind enough to get out of the way for us. It is because there's also a fissure that is literally like has spread out from where the base of where the ley line is coming out of the ground and has literally split the city of Ul in half and is continuing to travel out as far as you can see. Uh. And you were falling. Pregnart uses message to uh, talk to all of his compatriots. And he goes, Form the flying star. Go. And then that, that, that uh, is that's the instruction to get into one of those skydiving formations to increase drag where we all join hands. You know what? I uh, love this, and I would like everyone to make me either. And uh, uh, I'll give everyone uh, the choice, their choice, because we got some strength people here. We got some dex people here. I want to see acrobatics and or athletics checks from the group, and I'll just go around in a circle. I mean, I think it's I, I definitely this leans more heavily onto acrobatics. So if you're choosing to use athletics, you're going to be a little bit more heavy handed with your approach. However. You know, we'll we'll address that. So um, I'm going to ask you for your role and what skill you chose, starting with zero. All right. So let's see. In the die, we have a 16. So with a plus, see, I got plus eight for athletics. So I'll take my 24 there. Okay. I guess I could go 20 acrobatics, but I like my athletics even higher. That's fine. That's so, uh, yep. 24, you said? Yep. 24 athletics. Boris, I'm assuming acrobatics. I am, in fact, choosing acrobatics, yes. Okay, and what was your roll there? Uh, I rolled a 15 on the die, which means I have a 30. Yeah, right, because of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hedrick? Acrobatics, 9 on the die, plus 13, 22. Excellent. <laughs> Pregnart? Um, 
<clears throat> um, he says. <laughs> <laughs> he calls the play and can't execute. I I have an answer. Before I answer your question, before you ask it, uh, Jarrell, I will say that the inspiration I gave you last episode was a Delt Onset inspiration. So um, you could choose to give that to Pregnart here if you feel that this is the right moment. So Pregnart, what is your question? (laughs) Uh, I was going to ask if Phil's inspiration from a couple episodes ago, uh, it was... The last 10 minutes. Okay. (laughs) So I don't know how long... I think it's been a little more than 10 minutes. Hint, 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 I need inspiration, hint. (laughs) Jarrell, would you like to give your inspiration to Pregnart? I'm going to be honest, and I used it for the religion check. Oh, wonderful. I could have just said, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, shit. I I was just going to say, I don't know how many rounds we fought with Ebenezer, but then it definitely stood around kind of deliberating while the earth split open. Right. Wait um, a second. I'm checking my, I'm checking my, my ability notes. That's, that's perfectly fine. That's and perfectly fine. Falling sphere of water. <laughs> right. I was going to say, yeah, just be like water. Literally. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, could just could, would Pregnard just splash onto the ground if he was uh, like his water form, and then just reform into Pregnard? I don't know. I mean, you have a ways to fall, so I feel like the ground might be the better of the two potential outcomes for things to hit on the way down. <laughs> well, needless to say, I rolled the nat one. Wonderful. Um, yeah. well, let's put a pin in that. <laughs> you, uh, what? Uh, just humor me. Which skill did you choose? Acrobatics. Acrobatics. Wonderful. <laughs> Jarrell. What skill did you choose? I'm assuming athletics. Yep. And your role. Uh, I ended up with a 26 total. Wonderful. Lots of great roles, except for one of them. <laughs> so, the four of you. Lock hands, Pregnart. You are try- You are maneuvering yourself to actually be in position between Jarrell and Zero, and they're kind of coming in a little hot. So as you had to go grab their hands, like you're almost like they almost like slap you five, but like your slippery hands just <laughs> slip right past them, and you plummet further down. So now you guys are in a you know four formation, but. Zero and Jarrell have their hands. Two of their, each, each of them have a hand free. Boris, I'm going to say you're grabbing onto Zero and Hedrick. Hedrick is grabbing onto Boris and Jarrell. Is there any way that Jarrell could try to reach and grab the pregnant? You all will have to make a concerted effort to uh, catch up. So what I'm going to have everybody do now once more as uh, now we've seen the situation. We are falling and Pregnard is falling just a touch faster than us now. Um, give me give me what wh- what would you all attempt to do as a group? Like, let's make a let's make a split second decision and we'll roll some more dice because who doesn't love rolling dice in this game? I'm going to make the split section uh, if I'm allowed, make the please, split second please. If you decision. have if you have something to do right now, tell me. 
I'm going to shift form into my, my watery Alex Mack form and uh, shift around until I, I can um, match, match uh, terminal velocity with, with the group. Interesting. Okay, let me roll some arbitrary dice here. I'd imagine you flatten out like a watery carpet. <laughs> I like the mental image of this, so I might just go with it. It just yeah, sure. I why can not? Enter a liquid state, so I think I can. Yeah, you're. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just rolling something for myself because I like to roll things sometimes just to scare you all. I'm just gonna. Say uh, I mean, I for purpose. Any form or shape that I. So please, if I'm. Yeah. Free you're in a liquid state. I feel like you. I feel like there's a slight. I, I mean, I can't really say it would be a mass difference because it's still like it's just you in liquid form. So like, but I mean, maybe there would be a little bit more air resistance uh, what i'm I saying guess. is that i'm going to shift myself around in order to make myself more or less aerodynamic in order to match terminal velocity almost like a group. almost like a almost like you're creating a watery parachute uh yeah exactly you know what fuck it it sounds kind of cool um you're able to you're able to do that so that you can catch up and i'm gonna have you make the same acrobatics check for me please 19's good enough. Okay, you're in the star formation. You're falling, and it's still falling pretty fast. Maybe not as quite quite as fast as you would before, but um, you're free falling, all of you. Um, probably gonna just. It's probably gonna be in maybe maybe about a minute or two before you make. Uh, Ooh, and in addition to doing that, I I, I kind of I spread myself out further in my watery form and kind of make contact. Well, no, you. Uh, I would <laughs> I argue. Contact hold on. with everybody's hands and feet. And I make myself an even broader parachute, and I slow us down even more. I would argue that you can't really grab onto water, Damn. so you would have to you would have to shift back to Pregnart to grab hands, because you're water otherwise, and that's not going to work. That's you so can't weird. just grab a you can't just grab a fistful of water and hang on to like put a grip. It's, you're not like a non new like you're not like a like non uh, what is it non Newtonian fluid or something like that, right? <laughs> All right. Um, where where are we in, in free fall? Do you think um, you're you, like 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 I said? You have about a, maybe a minute, maybe two before you hit the ground. All right. Um, Pregnart, Pregnart sends a message to everybody again, and he says, "All right, I'm going to try to time it just right so that when we are just about a hundred feet from the ground, I'm going to cast reverse gravity so we fall into the reverse gravity cylinder." And uh, we, we get caught, and we are safely transported to the rest of everything. We'll you might just we'll be brought back so up and then dropped again. Right yeah, now. we'll be safely transported 100 feet above the ground. And then I will cast the watery sphere, and we'll all get into it, and then we'll all safely be transported to the ground. You have, just in case you weren't aware of the option, you can end the spell shortly after you cast it. So you can literally use it to break your fall, and before you guys are lifted too high up, just end it. And instead of falling from thousands of feet in the air, you're only falling from, like, ten feet? I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna... Actually, we should just all get into my watery sphere right now, because as it stands, I forget how we did it last episode. If I cast it, and it's more than 10 feet above the ground, It's uh, it slowly sinks to the ground. 
I feel like it's still going to fall pretty fast with all of you say, in wasn't it. it. Wasn't it plummeting to the ground, yeah, was, if I remember correctly? <laughs> inspiration. If inspiration has ended, I'm pretty sure that Watery Sphere got a pretty good head start on us. I don't think we'll be able to catch it in time. Oh, I can't cast I can cast it again. Um, it says, Edric. yeah, because it says the sphere can hover, but no more than 10 feet off the ground. So here's how I'm reading this, okay? Um, it, it says that when you move the sphere, you can move it up to 30 feet in a straight line, and it says if it moves over a pit, a cliff, or other drop-off, it safely descends until it is hovering 10 feet above the ground. So, the way I read this is, you could, but the thing is, like, you'd have to, the, the sphere only encompasses a five-foot radius, so, actually, a radius of five feet would get all of you if yeah, you put it in this, yeah. It says so. It, do, it, it says that it can only do uh, four medium creatures. So one of us would have to get into Boris's pocket of holding. <laughs> or you just be like water. Oh, right. Or one of us, one of us could. Uh, just, uh, shift into water. You'd just be. Just add to the water. Yeah, I would. I, more water. Okay. I absolutely want to see this. Okay, I was to say just based on the sheer genius of this idea, I'm saying that yes, 100%. You can use this, this as long as Pregnard, after casting this spell, you become you enter your watery state all five of you can safely descend to the ground in a watery sphere okay pregnard casts watery sphere around everyone pregnard makes sure he's safely shifted into water form and uh, combines with the sphere and the sphere begins to take us safely down to the surface it does it takes a little bit longer because essentially you opened the parachute like Super early. Uh, <laughs> how, how long exactly would it take for us to descend to the ground? Unless you unless you wanted to wait to do this until you're a little closer. About Thirty seconds out of that minute fall just to put this together. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. How, how I have to long communicate with people for a second? That's yeah. true. So you have been falling for a bit to like make this plan. Um, we didn't really do it in character, but let's just have it as read. This plan has been formed. Um, and I love it. So, um, yeah, so you, we we'll just say that like, like water. you are all like water and like the, 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 the watery sphere parachute has been deployed essentially. So you get to kind of just like from within this watery sphere, you're kind of like all bumping into each other a little bit. It's like you're trying to find a way to just, I don't know, like kind of still yourselves, you know, because you were holding on to each other. So you're just trying to make sure this this thing is not like spinning you around like you're in some sort of like hamster ball, essentially, that's just like, you know, rolling around and tumbling around in the sky. We're not immediately absorbed into this, right? We can stick our heads out. Yeah, you know, I'll say you could do that. You could poke your heads out of this water. It's just the visual for this is way too fucking funny for me to like not allow it to happen. I really love this a lot. Like, if if there's time, we need to stick our heads out, right? We need air. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to see this anime version where there's two big bulbous eyes and a ridiculously wide mouth on this sphere of water. And there's four little heads of everyone else, like, sticking out of this thing. Sure. (laughs) Trying to tread water because it has its own... Yeah, you guys are. Yeah, it's almost that's actually pretty much like kind of what it's like, what it's like is that you guys are like almost like trying to you're like you're floating in it. Right. And just like, yeah, your heads are sticking out. Um, Sure. So you get to watch what's happening around you. Um, As this fissure spreads below. Right. Because it's still it's still moving. 
Um, the, the beam of the ley line itself begins to, it looks like it's almost starting to expand. Before, again, you see one of those like huge pulses of energy that just like, travels up into the sky. And then as it sort of reaches beyond the cloud of the fog of war, there's just sort of this, again, flash, like big flash of light. And then the energy from the ley line um, briefly disappears. And then almost as if like uh, like something like powers on again for the first time, this sound again, this like almost like electrical, magical energy begins to crackle. You can almost see like at the base of where the ley line was, like this crackling energy. And now the energy from the ley line fires off in the two polar directions that the fissure is moving along. It almost creates like this band of magical energy that is now like splitting the city of Ul literally across like its its east and west poles, just like exactly east and west split so that the north and the south, there's, like, there's literally a north section of the city and a south section of the city. And it is now like a, just this beam of light is going out as far as you can see in either direction up to the horizon and curving over it. So it was x-axis, now it's y-axis. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Which, is that bad? The f- and, and now the flashing above... Um, begins to cease a bit. I'm wondering what happened to the portal that was coming through the beam leading to the the convergence where Primus came through. You can hear Vecna begin to just start cackling even more maniacally above you. You can't see him, but you can still, you can hear his, his voice. And he says, fools. You've done all the hard work for me. Thank you for your service. And then you you don't hear him anymore. We still see any Modrons alive, or is it just the massive dust cloud? Well, yes, actually, you see a little bit more than that too. So all the Mordrons that were like descending upon the city of Ul, like, you know, in, either in those falling columns or in those like, you know, like buzzing around with the ones that could fly. Um, the ones that are hitting the ground now, like you can see from above, like they're all starting to look around now really confused. And as well, the ones that are flying down stop in midair and are like, almost like, I'm not gonna say frozen, but you can almost see like their eyes are spinning. Like, they, they don't know what's going on. Are they beach? They're beachballing. They're beachballing. Um, and so it's like, it's almost almost as if maybe their connection to Primus has been severed. And now, presumably, there are thousands of rogue Modron here and f- trying to figure out what's going on. We get a short rest while we're falling to the ground. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing about this is restful. And no. Um, you eventually do make it down to the ground. You can see that there's just like a ton of like ash and dust all over the ground. There are 
plenty of dead mages. Um, it, you can see that there are still people being funneled into the tower, whoever is um, remaining. It appears that Filbert and Ebenezer um, are among those ushering folks into the tower, whoever, like any of the survivors. Um, there's Scoot Scootaboot, Mildred, Mildred is also up there. You can see that she's um, producing, um, like, like she's just she's literally picking up pebbles off the ground and like pieces of rubble and like etching some sort of runes into them and enchanting them and handing them to some of the people who are walking in and instructing them on what floors that they're being sent to and trying to just organize where people are supposed to go to be safe. Um, there is, uh, it's, it's pandemonium. Um, the Modrons are not attacking anybody anymore. They're actually just standing there looking entirely confused and befuddled as if like they are like, they're just like, it, it, at least in this present moment in time, like inactive. You can hear some of them even saying out loud, reconnecting, attempting to establish connection to host, reconnecting, reconnecting. They're not so much rogue modrons, they're just unpaired. Um, and you guys, I'll say that you guys land uh, just on the other side. Like, so that like you're staring at the tower to the south of you, and you're on the north side of where this beam of energy is splitting the city in half. So we're cut and, off, even though we can see through this beam Yes, of and now it's it's a little easier for you to see how wide this is, and we're talking like this is probably, like this, this gap here has to be at least 50 feet wide. And it's just teeming with energy. You can't see below, or it's just bright light. And it's pulsing, but it seems to be like it's not like aggressively like like it's not spreading any further. It's not doing anything like that. It's almost just starting to create essentially what is could be equivocated to like a magical equator. As far as you can see. It's like leveled buildings. It's, you know, like you can see, like, I mean, there are there are buildings around you, like parts of the walls have collapsed, right? Like the structure that was supporting the ley line has like been split in two and half of it has collapsed on the southern side of this plaza. Is it getting worse? It doesn't appear to be getting worse. It's already pretty bad. Um, Hendrick's gonna try to just throw a mundane object into the beam. He's going to throw a candle. Um, sure, it disappears into the beam. Okay, I just want to make sure it was vaporized completely. <laughs> um, there's, there's like this like low hum, right? Being so close to it that you can almost hear, right? Because it's just, like I said, it's just teeming with energy. Um, but like, it's it's it, it looks relatively stable, I guess, is it, 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 for something that just, you know, rocked an entire city slash continent slash planet maybe Jarrell will walk near it and use divine sense okay uh, no, no nothing nothing of the criteria that divine sense allows you to notice just trying to make sure that like Ebenezer isn't part of it now <laughs> no actually yeah like, like as far as like anything undead or anything like that like you're not 
you're not feeling that in the in the range that you know you can you can feel it in. Even walking around a little bit, it doesn't it doesn't start going off immediately. Like alarm bells don't start going off aside from the probable probable alarm bells of the aftermath of what the fuck is happening down here. I mean, there's like there's bot there's a, there's a bunch of bodies kind of spread across the ground, like people who had just been you know like like parts of people that have been vaporized by the blast. Like it's grisly, it's gruesome, it's terrible, and they're just trying to get people into the um, tower and safe. About how far away are they? Fifty feet um, gap, and then beyond that. Probably another, probably another seventy-five feet beyond that. Like you know, like it's 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 like because remember those, 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 those structures were, or maybe actually more than that. It'd probably be about like two two hundred. Yeah, I'm trying to say, say length. You picked about two hundred feet. Five sorry. foot increment past no. any hundred twenty foot. Range. About two hundred. Yeah, sorry. So let me set that over. About two hundred feet past that is like the steps of the tower, right? Because these these structures were relatively close to one another, right? Like this is not. These aren't like they're not too far from each other, but the tower does remain standing. You can see a few cracks have started have formed in the side, but it is still sturdy. Would you say that any um, like Philbert is he's two hundred and fifty feet away or two hundred and forty feet away? If it matters to you, and if you're trying to do something, then I'll say two forty. All right, um, Hedrick's going to cast message and use his amplifier. Okay. Range of 120 to 240. Sure, yeah. Try, try to talk to Philbert. Hey, man, we just landed on the other side of this fissure with the beam. We need you to find that Modron. We need you to scry on him and locate him. He's the he only thing that we know anything about the ley line. He responds and he says, I, I, I really need to help my dad, but I mean, these, they all look the same. Like all the ones, all these little boxy ones that came down here, they all look like him. Like, I, I don't know which, I don't know which one would be it. Which, which You've would only be met it. one before. I just want to get as far away from these things as possible. Just a few minutes ago, they were trying to stab us. And now they don't know what to do. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, give me a sec. And the message ends. You can see him talking to Ebenezer. And like pointing in your direction because they could like he looked over and you can they can see you now right is um, there anyone while they're figuring that out is there anyone who wasn't dead like just at zero health points there's probably yeah i would i would there's it's safe, safe to say there's probably a lot of very injured people but i wouldn't say that they're necessarily within range because anyone that would have been super close to the structure like this would have just been probably like you know killed outright um like I've super only got close a couple, to it couple minutes left but if anybody's at zero they can get eight one hp <laughs> yeah you know i'll say that maybe there's a couple there's a couple people maybe under some rubble that like start to like you start seeing some arms moving right and like um a wand will like produce itself from the rubble and like some of the stones start to levitate and lift and you know this per like a couple of people pull themselves out from under it and just like like you know they're like coughing they're they, they look pretty worse for wear but they just look at you and they just say th thank you oh goodness thank you um and then they look at the, you know, gigantic beam of energy that's sort of, split, you know, going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they say, by the gods, what has happened here? How do we get across? We all need to get to the tower. Boris picks up a stick and pokes the ley line. Like, um, as opposed sure. to throwing something in it, she wants to, like, poke it so she can look at the end of the Yeah, thing we'll that say that. Yeah, you could probably find like a, like a stick or a branch from one of the trees that were in this plaza that had been like, you know, blasted apart. Um, yeah. And yeah, you poke the ley line, you stick it in, and as you pull it out, like the actual like 
part of the stick that you stuck in there is like singed off. It's gone. There's just nothing there at all. Nothing. Nothing. Just like the, the stick is ended with like a burn yep. mark. Okay. Yeah, it's and it's not even smoldering anymore. It's literally just like it's done. It's just But but it looks like it was burned. Like it's not yes. just like it's cut off. It's actually like, you know, blackened or whatever at the end of the stick. You know, um it's hard to tell because everything is a little bit blackened right now. Um but it's gone. Um there is another pulse of energy that kind of goes both in both directions. Very small, but it just kind of happens very quickly and then stops again. Well, this clearly wasn't the plan. We didn't know Ebenezer could dive right in. I, I don't know what Vecna's doing up there, but I gotta imagine he's reforming a new attack. How far are we away from the, the source of the ley line? How far are you from that? I mean, you landed not too far from it. Like, I would say maybe you're, I don't know, like 50 feet from like where the structure, like it's like part, half of it is still standing. I've got an idea. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on let's, me, little buddy. Let's, let's hear it. I want to cast Earthquake on the ley line. What exactly are you trying to achieve? I don't want to see. Just fuck shit up? Yeah. I protest, but I'm not sure we can make it worse. Pregnar Let's cast, try anyways. Pregnar casts Earthquake on the source of the ley line. Okay. Um, <laughs> please describe to me what Earthquake does exactly. It does a lot. Hang on. Let's take a look. It's in my book. You create a seismic disturbance at a point on the ground that you see within range. For the duration, an intense tremor rips through the ground in a 100-foot radius circle centered on that point and shakes creatures and structures in contact with the ground in that area. The ground in the area becomes difficult terrain. Each creature on the ground that is concentrating must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature's concentration is broken. Um, when you cast the spell, and at the end of each turn you spend concentrating on it, each creature on the ground in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is knocked prone. Uh, this spell can have additional effects depending on the terrain in the area, as determined by the DM. Fissures uh, can affect structures. Affect uh, creatures. I don't know, friend. Do you do you, do you want to do you want to take a look at the the no, no. as per DM effects? No, no, no. That's 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 fine. As per DM, I like those effects are a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna take my own route here. But, so uh, you're trying to yeah. say, what's what's so, the radius so, again? Give me the radius one more time. Hundred feet. <laughs> hundred feet. Wonderful. <laughs> I just want to see what'll happen. Did we just become terrorists? <laughs> no, we're um, not. <laughs> I think we've been. Is anyone I've been going off to a s- couple times? No, see the is way I think any... about this is that like you know when like a tub is draining and it, you know it gets going and it forms the funnel. And if you just if you just the explode funnel, the tub. No, no. Disturb the funnel. It, just... it starts to drain slower. <laughs> You're just chucking at me in there, right? 
<laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Um, any obje- <laughs> any any objections to this before we yeah, yeah, before it I happens? Yeah, I would try to talk about Is, it. For like, sure. where exactly? If the tower is beyond, and it's like, you know, 200 feet beyond this ley line. Like, I mean, you're still affecting things that are going to be next to or adjacent to the tower. Like the people. Like all the people. (laughs) The rest of the city. (laughs) Hundreds, hundreds of proud citizens. Yeah, but... if it doesn't work, we can just eat a peanut butter cup. Oh my god! <laughs> you kill two hundred everyone within a two hundred mile diameter, but Feet. we could just eat a peanut butter cup. Okay. Horus so, is on board. I've already rolled for I evasion. Thought, I thought the schism was like uh, something like a hundred feet across or something like that. And if I if I centered the earthquake uh, strategically. Then I can. Uh, I said the schism was. I said the schism was fifty feet across. Damn it! <laughs> so that like twenty five feet on each side would be affected by the earthquake. That's not terrible. Nobody should yeah. be that no. close to the to the chasm no, anyway, except for us. No, it'd be one hundred and seventy, or uh, it'd be seventy five feet on each side of the chasm. Yeah. So permit me oh, to be the good. devil on everyone's shoulders here, real quick. All of these people were technically dead before we got here. So any single one of them that we save is a bonus. So in essence, we're just spending house money in pursuit of the ultimate goal. Ah, the collateral. Jarrell, you should have a problem with this. Jarrell, you (laughs) should have a problem with this. I do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had a feeling you might see it that way. If Pregnart is announcing that he's going to earthquake everything for s- still unknown <laughs> goal here, I'm not sense. sure what. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, if he's going to say to Pregnart. Bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pregnart, that city has already been almost completely destroyed. Do you really want to ruin what's left of it? Now it's like when the bathtub drains and there's a funnel, <laughs> and if you if you um, wave your hand around and disturb the funnel, then it drains slower. But there are still living people in the tub, Pregnat. I can strategically center the earthquake <laughs> to minimize collateral. Do you you don't want the magic to go away, though, Pregnat? This is now where the magic comes from. You are magic. Seems like a good idea to kind of shut this thing off. Well, uh, it could have very many unintended consequences. I I appreciate the the metaphor and it's completely on brand for you. I just believe this may be a little bit too risky for our present situation. Remember, the whole reason that we're here is because that ley line exploded. There's something similar to that. How far away are we from the ley line again? What did I say? Like 75 feet from it? Yeah. Is that what you said? Well, we had to get we had to get close enough to try to throw something through it. Or oh yeah. So I guess you're kind of like right next to yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Boris was testing right. out poking, poking it with a stick. stick. 
You've you've convinced me to not cast Earthquake. And real quick, Pregnard casts However, re reverse gravity on the center of the ley line. Interesting. Let me think for a moment on what would happen. 50 foot radius, 100 foot high, cylinder. Punch a hole through the magic beam? <laughs> How would gravity affect a beam of energy? Which I imagine it stretches up to the atmosphere. Well, no, no, it's a it's a 100 foot high uh, cylinder, cylindrical reverse gravity field that I'm casting. I'm saying the beam oh, itself, yeah. <clears throat> the beam itself stretches up to like the atmosphere. Well, it did it did before? Yeah. Um, this is the interesting intersection between physics and metaphysics. Yeah, and I get to make up whatever I want to happen here. It's just a matter of what do I want to happen here? Hmm. <laughs> you successfully cast reverse gravity on that area, right? You're kind, of, you're kind of centering it sort of where the structure used to be sort of surrounding, right? Like the kind of where it was. Yeah. Um, a, what is it? It's a 50 foot radius, and I tried to cast it as, as well as possible, just direct centered on the ley line. Okay. You do that, and you can see that like the the energy is almost like trying to move upwards. Like it's almost like you can see it like waving, and it's actually sending ripples across out from it, as if like now like now this now this beam this beam of light is like a, a very slight like like sine wave, very very slight, but there's some wiggle now to the beam. Uh, does that mean that we can see like clearly as the wave? It's not going the... super high. It's not going super high, right? It's but just what... it's a it's a very is gentle it... wave. Is it creating like temporary visibility underneath? Where no. possibly we could be able to pass through? Oh, jump across maybe? Yeah. Fifty feet, fifty foot jump is a pretty far one. Yeah. Well, there's other means of traveling rather than jumping. That's true. I mean, you would have been able to like maybe put like, you know, like put something over it. Like it wasn't like protruding from the surface too much, but the waves are causing it to do that a little bit. If anything, now it's a little bit more dangerous to cross. Does it make a sound? And if so, can we play it? That is a great question. Um, it's again, it's that low hum. So maybe it's at a frequency that's maybe it's hard to hear the oscillation. Um, but it's definitely there, there, there probably is happening to those who would have like the, 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 the low <laughs> frequency hearing for such a thing. Do we see any like people or objects uh, like sort of raising up from it? <clears throat> Do we see any uh, like people or objects uh, like emerge from it? Like anybody who has disappeared into it previously or any like large chunks of rubble rise up to disturb it? None so far, because anything that would have been underneath it would be rising up into it. And well, we see what happens when stuff touches it. So uh, Boris pulls um out and points um at the ley line to, you know, see if her robot dog notices okay. anything different you about the noise. point the dog at the ley line, and it just goes, oh, rough. Oh, rough. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's not, like, howling or, like, angry about the noise or anything. Oh, it's just spouting hot takes. <laughs> so, I just want clarification. Like, it's a 50-foot-wide gap, 
But how tall? It goes straight up into the sky, right? Well, no, like the the beam is almost like it's like it's centered and like, you know, it's it's just it's like it's just it exists inside of this like chasm that's okay. been created. Okay. So not above it. In the it's not going space. up to the sky. It's not creating yeah. like a like a, 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 a impassable wall. I thought it's, it was a wall. No, it's below ground. It's like literally, it's like literally forming like a ring. Okay. Presumably uh, around is around like the horizon, right? Yeah. Real quick, I polymorph either Zero or Jarrell into some sort of giant eagle to carry Boris and Pregnard across, and then I will dimension door with whoever's left to the other side. Could do that. Um, again, like the wave is still disturbed, like this, the reverse gravity is still being concentrated on. Um, and they, some of the other mages see what you're doing, Pregnart, and they're like, wait a second, it's responding to the spell. Quickly, quickly over here. And now a group of wizards show up and all begin to cast reverse gravity centered on the very same point that Pregnart is concentrating on. And they're all like, now the, the wave is starting to get more aggressive, right? Um, you can hear like the earth below it, like starting to like, like rumble again Quake. because it's, yeah, it is quaking. Nice. You almost um, got it. Yeah, you almost got it, Pregner. <laughs> um, and s- suddenly the beam, like you almost see it like start to flicker and flicker and flicker and then just like almost an instantaneous flash. <laughs> it shoots up. They're like, we're not going to be able to hold this forever. The structure is completely destroyed. There's no way that we can that we could focus on this for, for long enough to 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 to, to repair everything. We, we, we would need incredible power to do so. Can I cast reduce on the ley line? <laughs> I don't think that that's going to work. But I love I love where your head's at. Okay, like I'm Shots. I'm bending the rules. I'm bending the rules enough as it is over here like let's not i i don't i don't want to i don't want to get too far afield here um all right so that's happening currently there is a brief reprieve is sort of like i mean the chasm now you can see like sections of it just because of the way that the wave was moving through it are probably a few hundred feet deep um and others are a little bit less maybe like about 100 feet maybe just a little less it's hard to say um but like it's 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 just there now. Like you could, you know, there's probably you could probably like lay something across it if you if they, if you have some, if there's something long enough to do that to like traverse it, or you know, you could kind of find whatever way you want across. But it is still dividing everything. Um, you know, you you, you can you can see that there's um, a few other wizards that attempt to cast uh, mold earth, and they actually create um, essentially a land bridge. Um, from one side to the other, just shaping some of the dirt, debris, and dust into like an actual bridge. Because magic. Uh, Jarrell starts helping some of the people across it. Yeah, I mean, there's not, there, were, there weren't a ton of people stuck on this side because everyone was kind of already heading towards the tower and being funneled in. So thankfully, the majority of the foot traffic is happening on the other side. But yes, anyone else who was stranded on this side is able to now cross. Um, well, it's a lot easier than burning all my spell slots. Yeah, they uh, took care of that for you. There's mm-hmm. a lot of spell slots to go around up in here. 
The Modron are still, again, standing there. There's there's probably, within just an eyesight here, kind of scattered across the plaza, probably at least 50 that you can see of all different shapes and sizes. Several boxes, a few spheres, a couple of the um, like pyramid-shaped ones, some of the shield-shaped ones. But they're all still kind of just standing there motionless. Um, uh, except, except for, again, their eyes just beachballing. Once the last couple of people have crossed the bridge, Jarrell will turn to one of the mages and say, what do you need to sustain this? We need to repair the structure. If this took this took many, many moons to accomplish, uh, and, and many people before us, um, this was, it's, it would take far too long to explain. Do you the think the Modrons could help? I would, they were just attacking us. How would we even be able to utilize them to do this? They, they seem only receive right now. They yes, that is very true. Um, trying to In, think, what what could we do to compel the Modrons to purpose? The Modrons need a Primus. Um, just looking up at where the Primus was, what happens to be there or not there in this case? You can see some of the dust has sort of been pushed aside from the beam again, once again, traveling upwards and just the energy that it took and, and to force some of the air away from the dust. Um, the portal that Vecna entered through is gone. And so is Vecna. The moon has begun to move. Um, so that is no longer dead center on the ley line. Um, and the beam is just in the air, still crackling with energy, you know what I mean? But it is relatively stable, and the convergence appears to have ended? Possibly. Zero, you are both a robot and a god. Is there any way, potentially, that you could maybe entice these Modrons. Zero. I... You're going to have to dig deep for this one. I would like for you to just roll me a, roll me a d20, please. And just let me know what number comes up. Five on the die. Five on the die. Um, you know... Your your connection with Moradin, like you, it's it's stronger than it's ever been before, obviously, because like you know you're able to almost speak in tandem with you know as each other, um, you know, and you definitely feel some of that divine spark within you, just based on you know that that sort of essence of and spirit of uh, Moradin that you are currently housing. Um, but you don't feel like you've fully unlocked. There's, there's almost like there's something there's something that is missing to bridge the gap between you and Moradin that would allow you to sort of, I guess, like access the deepest parts of his essentially like creation abilities and his and, and, and your like, you know, just the core of your of your magical being. Um, it's hard for you to. No, you just you could. It's it's a, it's a feeling, and it's hard for you to describe a feeling because feelings aren't something that you typically have. Um, but it's the only way I could describe it to you is that it's some sort of it's a, it's a feeling that there's like there's something there's something blocking that that full potential. There's just there's something in the way. It's 
it's a process. We're not there yet. We will be, but that doesn't really help us right now. Does anyone want to go mm. investigate any of the, the Modron or anything like that? Yeah, certainly. Hedrick's never seen one before. Uh, maybe Boris, you want to come with me and check one of these out? Yeah, I'll poke it. Boris pulls her dagger out and walks towards one. Yeah, don't, don't show it any signs of aggression. I'm sure there's at least some sort of automated defense system with these things, but they should be docile. She hides her dagger behind her back and continues to approach it. Okay. Waving uh, which, with like, the other hand. Um, pick a shape for me. Do you want a sphere? Do you want a box? Do you want a, I want a triangle? I you pick want a, a pyra- box. pyramid. Yeah, the, the pyramids. Yeah, give the me pyramid. the pyramids. Let's start with Hedrick then. Do they have wings? The pyramids have wings. Coming out from like two of the corners, like of like the you know pyramid shape, like. Sure. See. I imagine it like a, a snitch. Where they yeah. flutter, they flutter. And it's almost the same, almost the same, almost the same kind of material too. Just like not, yeah. but more bronze than gold. Mm-hmm. One eye or two eyes? This one has three eyes. Three eyes. Makes sense. And all three eyes are kind of just spinning around. <laughs> Beach balling. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get much from these boars. I mean. Do you touch it? Do you like, what do you, what do you do? I would address it first. Okay. What do you say? Excuse me, uh, dear pointy friend, uh, former adversary. We are, (laughs) (laughs) we are, we are, uh, at your disposal. We, we have information and we believe once you connect to the Primus, we will be able to help all of, uh, Modron kind and set things right. The three spinning eyes that are set sort of like as if so like, you know, you have like the peak, you know, like the pyramid that kind of goes up to the peak. The eyes are arranged in the opposite formation. So it's sort of like two eyes and then one below them, like in the middle. So they're forming a a, like a upside down triangle of eyes in the center of its like facial plate area. And like this like little mouth forms like just in the in the metal itself, the metal itself almost appears to be living and it moves and forms a mouth. And it just says. Greetings, unknown species. Connection to Primus lost. Directive, unknown. Purpose, unknown. What was your last directive? Accessing. Exterminate temporal interlopers. Uh, Jarrell will walk over. Uh, perhaps there's a potential for us to get you back to your primus. Is that not your purpose? We are primus. We are, we are, we are. I am. I am 43 cubed. 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 <laughs> I am 43 cubed. And it begins to just look around. I am 43 cubed. Are we I here? am 43 cubed. This guy's making this? a lot of sense. 
<laughs> it's all coming together. Are, are there other Modrons doing this as well? Not yet. This is the only one we've given a crisis to so far. Uh, come with me, 43 cubed. We have a. We're going to go over here and murder you real quick and try to get. <laughs> if you do, please bring the communications array. It should be analogous to uh, throat and possibly the ears. In fact, you- just bring whatever the whole neck analog would be. And you have to be careful because you saw that when you did when you did when these were killed, they were just disintegrated into dust. You don't know if that same will happen now, but that is what was happening before. You know that was the that was your only time witnessing a Modron die, and nothing was left besides dust. I want uh, I wanted to introduce this guy to Philbert. Sure. All right. Uh, so you're like like it it it, it like reaches out uh, it's it's like spindly little arm with this like little metallic three fingered hand towards yours. Lead the way. Unknown species, state species. You can call me Hedrick. Uh, I'm an entertainer. Species recorded as Hedrick Entertainer. Forty three cubed welcomes you. And says hello and greets you and, uh, joyously. We, wel- we welcome and greet you as well. How polite! These are our dear. Uh... And you can see, like as you're walking up, like they're still like giving orders and this and that, and like you're like starting to so you're beginning the introductions as like you know, yeah. like there's still a bunch of stuff happening, and they're just, and Ebenezer looks down very quickly and is just like, God, what what have you done? What, 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 is, it, is it is it is it is it is it friendly? It is 43 cubed. I'd like you to meet Ebenezer. Greetings, unknown species. I am 43 cubed. Yeah, so. And then it, it just, and, it's, and, then, and then it stares blankly at Ebenezer. We, we were wondering can you communicate with all the other Modrons? Accessing. Local network. Lacking permissions. Override lacking permissions. Because Hedrick knows what an override is. Does not compute. <laughs> Correct, a mundo. <laughs> Look, Ebenezer, uh, we realize these beings are disconnected from the Primus. Uh, it seems like Vecna is gone for right now we need to keep everybody safe but I thought maybe this might be worth investigating interesting well we have quite a few problems on our hands uh, including the ley line issue Uh, would you happen to know anything about what happened there by any chance well go ahead Pregnart tell him yeah I tried to fix it but they didn't want me to uh, we have a temporary and... solution that was very brilliant, Pregnart. Uh, however, I'm, I'm more asking what happened to the ley line to cause it to do that in the first place. Did you have something to do with this? It's I'm not a accusing. Bit confusing, uh, but 
future version of you and Jarrell points at Ebenezer, or you and Jarrell points at Philbert, or both of you together, maybe? I'm not really certain, but future version of maybe one of you. <laughs> I suggest one. I suggest you guys start wearing name tags. And entered the. It seemed almost like a spirit version of himself entered the ley line and caused it to go sideways. Well, we're not accusing. <laughs> <laughs> this is troublesome indeed. Um. Well, we need a plan. First things first, we need to stabilize the ley line so that our mages, you know, because they can only hold it for so long. And Pregnard, it looks like you're still concentrating on this yourself. Yeah. Do, I, you, want, do you want me to uh, do an earthquake to it? Please do not. No. Why, why would you even suggest that? <laughs> it's like a bathtub. <laughs> Just... Mm. Um, no. In fact, I would suggest that you take that idea and just put it f furthest away from the list of good ideas that we might come up with. In fact, just forget about it entirely. Yeah, it's a good idea, though, right? It's said, not a good idea. Said, no, I did not say in, that. It's I never said good that. Good ideas, you said. I did not say that at all. <laughs> um, Other characters that aren't the party interacting with Pregnart is always one of my favorites. <laughs> well, listen, we have, like I said, a great many problems. We have the ley line problem. We also need someone to help. We, we have so many people in the tower and we need to just tend to them. We need to keep them safe. We need to keep them, dare I say it, even just like, I don't know, find a way to keep their minds off of the chaos here as we attempt to piece together what's going on and, 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 and see if there's any further danger currently. Uh, I, everything's just happened so fast. I apologize. I, I'm usually a little bit more, I usually have my wits more about, about me, but this is, do I've never think, seen anything like this before. Do you think that, the, I was trying to do this, do you think that there's a way to get the new Modron friends we have here to help us rebuild the structure around the ley line. Yep. They're, f yep. they're, fr they're friends now. And 43 cubed responds, friend, guess, I am friend. I, 43 cubed, am your friend. They are neutral and co-optable. <laughs> Tell me, 43 cubed, are, are you equipped with any sort of beacon? Accessing. Accessing. Communication with Primus severed. Do you think you could go around to all the other Modrons and kind of round them up to bring them back here? Yes, I, 43 cubed, will round up the Modrons. Yes, we'll round them up. That means uh, come together and, and, and form one big crowd bring them here just bring all uh, the modrons here upper uh, limit 10,000 I as your friend will not let you down and it starts going over to each of the modrons just kind of like tapping them in the head and suddenly you hear like we have lost connection we lost connection I 
I am. We are. I am. And then all of a sudden, all of them is just like it's, just, it's, it's becoming almost a chorus of the Different of name. the we the we are's to the I am's. And all sorts of numbers now are starting to be thrown out there like of and based on their shape is the name that they're giving themselves. So those with three points are that cubed. Um, and then uh, anything beyond cube, you have uh, like they just start giving like ran- like random designators out, or they add, start adding more um, more decim or more number spaces right to to their to their designators. So those with four pointed four points, like the um, or five points, the, the the four points, the shield shaped ones are uh, four numbers long. So uh, they are designated themselves anywhere from like, you know, I am three, six, I am unit three, six, seven, eight. And you have things like, and then you have the star shaped ones that are essentially just, uh, you know, calling themselves, um, you know, literally star one, star two, star three. And they're more like, like a starfish. Kind of, yeah. They they kind of have like, yeah, tendrils or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're literally renaming themselves and reorganizing, so to speak. They are giving themselves their own designators, and yet each of them, no matter like you, you like, it's, it's, it becomes a cacophony at some point. But nowhere in that cacophony do you hear the, a number that repeats. And forty-three cubed seems to be the new. As the five, like, po- as the five-pointed ones, the star-shaped ones begin to be activated, those are the ones that start to appear to be start issuing orders among them, but at the same time, they're all sort of acting freely, and now they're all just wandering around to be like, you, are you a friend? You, hello, I am, you know, and like, they're just like, they're introducing themselves now to everything and asking what species they are and like trying to collect information because it seems like whatever they knew or whatever information they possessed or whatever was there is just like, they have no access to it whatsoever anymore. It's like they're being born again for the first time. So who has a directive for our new friends? Any takers? And he holds up the pot of casting. I still recommend zero. Um, Ebenezer says we should we should t- uh, go. We should actually just consult with the mages there who are um, keeping the ley line at bay they would probably like they would know and you know i have some schematics i could i could grab and we could have them attempt to write the structure and you know at least like get everything set back in place it won't be perfect but we could continue to repair it more over time can't really fix the ground necessarily too quickly but oh what a disaster but this might just work the one thing we're not sure about is that uh, hmm. future spirit of yourself and what his current state is with yes that being. is a that is a bit of a concern um we will tackle that problem once we stabilize this i i i don't see any other adverse effects and i want to make sure that we can prevent a global catastrophe if it one has already not happened would it help if we can reset time? Uh, I, well, I, I mean, I don't really From quite their know. frame of reference, no, it couldn't. From ours, maybe, but. Hmm. From what I can tell, we didn't. It, 
we stopped the uh, foul upheaval. Correct? We haven't failed. Is Ool still yet. here? Is what still here? I said Ool's still here. She's not wrong. It's cut in half, but it's still here. <laughs> I mean... Hey, I'll take a fisher to a crater any Wait. day. Hey, remember what I said earlier. House money. <laughs> you certainly have a way with words, Zero. Uh, I mean, well, I guess that is up to you. I don't know what will happen to us when you do that. Um, I guess if I were to just assume, I mean, if we're talking about timelines, like, I don't I don't know. Are there multiple timelines? Are there different ways to breach time? Will we just be stuck here stranded in this state without you? Yeah, those are those are a lot of question marks uh, left kind of open ended. Would be a nice thing to ask Dr. Hines if he could just show his face in a time of crisis like this. He's here right now. He's just made of fish. Now, you told me this before, and then we tried to talk to this fish, and it was non-successful. So I just, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding quite how all of this works, but obviously you must have a grasp on it. As yeah, I've talked, I've talked to him a lot of times. He's very helpful. He gives me a lot of good info. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do any well, of your mages speak Aquin? He thinks to himself for a moment, it's not really a lake, of course we teach here. Um, I speak Not. That's wonderful for you, Pregnard. <laughs> I think that Ebenezer's picked up on the fact that maybe Pregnard isn't the one to go back and forth with the goldfish. In well, <laughs> I speak it very well. We got a lot of good information from Heinz before he's a fish. He's made out of fish and uh, peeing the butter cup. Okay. How about this? First, would, in lieu of potentially resetting time and whatever you may do after that, um, we still need your help. He says. Um, I, I don't mean to put this burden upon you, but ever since you arrived, well, things have been quite strange and you seem to know a whole lot about them. Um, we also, and he looks at Hedrick, who is decked out in all of his entertainment gear and all this, that could use some help keeping the people calm. Why don't you point me the way to your bard college? Um, sh- we could do that, sure. Uh, how, in the, in the, if, we can, if you need to collect any supplies or materials, I mean, we have a lot of people here in the tower now, and well, we need someone to help us just assure them that everything's going to be okay. Well, we can only do so much, and I, we, we, well, some of some of our rep, our majors and other folks saw how enraptured. Uh, the people were with your stories and your music when at the splash pad, right? The splash lagoon, uh, you know, is this, would it be too much to ask? I understand your purpose here is great and I don't mean to take you from it. However, the people of Ool need a, a, a soothing voice and well, I've heard yours and it's quite magnificent. What about my voice?
so Hedrick, would you do? Would you, so Hed, so 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 Hedrick, would you be willing? I'll be honest with you, Ebenezer. But God, I'm not exactly in tip-top shape at the moment. Perhaps, uh... Oh, of course, we could heal you. We have... address this. And he points to this gashing wound where Boris had stabbed him. (laughs) Of course. They're, like, blurting blood here and there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right right away, of course. And out from her pouch, she produces two healing potions and hands them to you. And uh, Hedrick will slug them down and kind of, like, use the last little bit. Uh huh. And just pour it. Just pour it on there. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's washing his hands. Oh, perfect. With he's the healing potion. The blood off of his hands. Uh, okay. So he can kind sure. of like clean them a little bit as he pulls his loot out, and he says, "Well, you just lead the way, and I'll start the show." Um, sure. I, Mildred, can you make sure that Hedrick's rune has, has the access it requires, and 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 show him where he's he's needed. Uh, this, you know, I, I'm not sure if you have anything else to say to your companions or anything else you need to do at the moment, but, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty for you to do in the tower. Do you need any last minute tips on how to make your voice even more soothing for me? I think. I know really good how to be soothing voice. You should dig down deep from within. And, and find your true voice. I think it's always been there. <laughs> and you have the most beautiful voice I have ever heard from a McGovel. Thank you. The qualifier is what does it. So that sounds wants... like a very good compliment, not backhanded at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how much biology factors into it, little buddy, but I love the sound of your voice. Thank you, Derek. Thank you so much. Anything else? I know Any... if, if I'm it sure someday it... your voice will get as good as mine. One can only hope. One can only hope. And I know if uh, Dr. Dudu were here right now, well, he'd be mighty proud of you. Wait, he is, he's right here. Do you want to say something to him? I'll translate. Are you feeling okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other words for uh, your, your, your companions, Cedric? He's got a song. Let's hear it. He's like, before I go help these people with whatever I know how to do, I know uh, tough times are ahead. And I'm not going to be able to be there with you. But I do hope this last little tune I have for you rings in your ears when it matters most. Combat rounds every now and then I get a little excited that a battle's coming round. 
Combat rounds, every now and then a little part of me wants to sing it out loud. Combat rounds, fight guys, every now and then I do my part. Combat rounds, fight guys, even though I'm only just a bar, but I'm feeling so alive when we're killing foes together. There's a twinkle in my eyes, guiding blows to strike and sever. And we'll only be making it right, because Vecna is wrong. Together we will conquer the darkest of nights, rescue the world to bring out the light. One thing I can do to inspire the heart is help my friends rip these enemies apart. I'm leaning into the fight. For blood will be shed tonight. Those chumps will be dead tonight. Wow. Wow. So are we just like permanently inspired by that? Actually, <laughs> yes. Before we get to that, um, we're going to end the, sh- end the episode here. Um, if you couldn't catch the hint, audience... Hedrick has to step away from the show. And so we wanted to make sure that we had a uh, sign-off that was befitting such a beautiful <laughs> and boisterous bard. Um, what I will say, for the remainder of this campaign, anytime you are about to enter combat, you will gain the benefit of his inspiring leader, which will be 20 temporary hit points. Nice. So every time you enter combat, like we start a new combat, his voice will ring in your head and you will gain 20 temporary HP. So write that down. Jot that down real quick. And with that, Phil, you know how much we love you. You know how, what an impact you've had on this story and this campaign. And if we don't see you again before the end, I just want to say... It has been a genuine pleasure to have you in this party, and you will be deeply and sorely missed. However, your legend will ring on forever. And if you like us, and if you love us, and if you love Phil, you can come find us and talk to him and the rest of us on the internet. I'll be there. He'll be there. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Look for at Hapless Heroes. You can find us on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. But those places also have sticky posts or things in the description or even our show notes has a link to what we consider to be the crown jewel of our internet presence where we do the most of our chatting and socializing and that is our Discord server where you can meet, interact with the whole cast, past, present, future for the most part. Although some folks lost access to their discount Discord accounts. <coughs> Massimo. Um, but the rest of us are in there and uh, doing stuff. He did, but he just like doesn't like he just doesn't use it. Like he's just doing all the things. Like I, I, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep trying to poke him and prod him to get back in there. Anyways, um, but a lot of us are there. We're talking about the show. We're talking about other things. You know, all of our episode talk is spoiler tags. So you don't have to worry about like if you're listening to this later and you haven't gotten to you know what's most recent. Don't worry. Like we try to make sure that we enforce like you know hey if we're gonna talk about this stuff. Let's not spoil it for anyone else who might not be there yet. So we encourage you to come and join our burgeoning community. We have, you know, over 100 people in there, maybe even more than that by the time this airs. Who knows? 
you know, um, we just, yeah, it's, it's a great time. And, you know, we love hanging out in there. We love talking with all of you. So come join us. Um, but I if you really. I got a topic for Discord. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. If you deep fry a Hot Pocket, is it a, is it a chimichanga? Great question. We'll put that in the Foodstuffs channel. And the other question I'd like to pose to our audience is of, let's think back to the to the trajectory of all the songs that Hedrick has performed over the course of the show. Which one, which parody, or, or, or which song was your favorite? I want to hear that from you. So stick that in a spoiler tag with this episode number and tell us what your favorite Hedrick tune has been over the years. Thank you. And uh, if you really really like us you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice that would really help us grow in the ranks we'd love to also just read the nice things you have to say about us um it just it's 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 great for everybody involved um and then you know if you don't if your podcast service doesn't allow you to do that we you can email us at hapless gmail.com or hell you can even leave us a review in the five stars channel on that aforementioned discord server we talked about and we'll read your nice words on the air and we'll say some nice things back to you and it's going to be a whole great thing we really encourage you to do that um we'd love to hear from you we want to know what you love about the show because that just helps us keep doing it more and more um but if you really 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 like us you could donate to our patreon it's patreon.com slash heroes we had a whole bunch of rewards in there including some of those songs that hedrick has performed over the years and there's probably even more that i have to upload still to patreon so we got you know just a whole bunch of, if you can't get enough of phil don't worry there's still plenty of phil to be had you could have your fill by donating to our patreon it's just patreon.com slash heroes and yeah again thank you all to those who have been donating to us you you mean the world to us and we we just can't thank you enough and if you like us right now you like us sally field and the whole deal uh pose as a, a citizen of the lost sunken uh, continent of atlantis and uh write a letter to the editor of your local newspaper and implore them to promote and listen to our podcast because that is the only way to make Atlantis rise again and join the world and we then will all join hands and we'll share in the bountiful Atlantean technology of of, uh, medicine and agriculture and science and magic and uh, dance moves probably and we'll heal the world that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's one of your best. Yeah. <laughs> that was for you, Phil. <laughs> you cast uh, well, a wide net there, my friend. <laughs> so, I, I, hey, listen. There's nothing left for me to do besides outro this lovely, wonderful, amazing cast for you, starting on my virtual right. We have John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. Zach as Pregnart. Even though your voice isn't as good as mine, I will miss you, Hedrick. Phil as the inimitable, the unique, the talented, the amazing Hedrick the Entertainer. Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. I know Enderworld crazy, right? Okay, you can follow me here. The, the session's about to begin. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to uh, Hedrick's Head. It's a podcast coming here to you. And uh, Hedrick's Heads, uh, the second album is going to be uh, dropping uh, anytime now. Already a salesman. Perfect. And Nicole as Boris the Butcher. 
Huh? Who's gonna sing about me now? <laughs> and Dave is zero Valen's avatar of war. Good night, everyone. I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.